When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Leo Phillips, host of This Must Be The Gig. We're a weekly podcast that documents everything about the world of live music. Speaking with choreographers, costume and set designers, the people who run beloved venues and festivals, and, of course, speaking with musicians about that one gig that changed their lives. Get your peek behind the curtain at consequenceofsound.net, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Consequence Podcast Network. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks to each and every one of you who checked out this episode, uh, or especially those who subscribe to the series and listen to the multiple interviews every single week. We put out new ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So if you're not a subscriber, hit that subscribe button. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, it doesn't matter where you're listening from. We will continue to send the new episodes to you once you subscribe so you can keep up with your favorite artists and discover new ones and know what's happening in the music world. I'm Kyle Meredith, and today I'm going to be talking with Ocean Alley. In fact, Mitch Galbraith is going to be on the phone to discuss their brand new record called Lonely Diamond. Now, this is the album that follows them topping the Triple J Hottest 100 chart, uh, landing at number one with their song Confidence. So we're going to be talking about what that meant to them uh, as a moment in their history to the band, but also the pressure that it added on for this record. They're going to be uh, discussing the themes of exploration and escapism and creating a dream world, especially through writing about landscapes. Now, the band's based in Australia, and uh, and Mitch will tell you that landscapes and nature is just a big part of their environment, no pun intended on that, but it's actually really helpful as a, as a songwriting tool. And it's also with that in mind, we discuss what the environment is like in Australia, and I'm talking about climate change. You know, we've heard about the brush fires, we've heard about the excessive heat days, so we're going to get into that just a little bit as well. We'll mention some of their countrymen rolling blackout coastal fever. It's also a quick little story about how Erica Andre inspired uh, the first single from this record. And Mitch will tell us about uh, the bookends of the album, a couple of instrumentals, and really wanted to go for a surf rock vibe on this new record. So let's jump into it. Talking about the album Lonely Diamond, it's Kyle Meredith with Ocean Alley. Hi Kyle, I'm very well, how are you? The new record is called Lonely Diamond, and um, it's a lot of fun, first off. The nice thing is, and uh, you know, is that there has been a, a long lead into it. You know, the, the singles have been spread yeah. out, and I think we've all kind of got a, a good feeling for what this record was going to sound like going into it. But 
I, I feel like the place to start is a little bit before it because I, I shouldn't miss this opportunity. You all went into this record with a lot of attention, especially in Australia, right? Because uh, Confidence had just topped the Triple J 100, which that's a big deal, right? I mean, for I don't know if you want to spell that out for American audience here, but that's a big thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge music poll um, and it's very popular, obviously, in Australia and New Zealand. Um, and a lot of the Aussie expats who live overseas really get involved and have, throw their big parties as well. Obviously, the time difference is a bit off, but yeah, it's that's a huge, um, huge accolade for us. And it's it's sort of being recognised because um, it's a listener poll, so it's it's just the listeners that call up and vote for the for the most popular song of the last year that was released in the last year. But it's very um, very flattering to come out in the number one spot, and we got a few other songs in the in the hundred countdown as well. Yeah, it just means the world to us. But of course, yeah, the, the spotlight was us shining right in our eyes when we went to um, release the follow-up music and um, half of the record's been out for a while and of course you've listened to the rest of the record. I know a lot of artists I think they would rather not have a lot of attention going in when you actually start a process like that. Did that did that throw you guys off at all? Did that add to anything? Yeah we did feel quite a lot of pressure and we were kind of all right with that. We expected that was going to happen even before we fully got into writing the next lot of new music. But it definitely spurred us on a bit a bit more, I think. It was the persuasion that we needed to get back to work. And it, it, in a way, it's sort of the opposite. It brought us back down to earth because we knew that we couldn't get away with bludging or taking it half-assed anymore. We really had to put the same amount of effort, if, and if not more, into, into this next record. And I think it's, it's definitely... Definitely, this is the record that, that we put the most thought and the most work into, and hopefully it shows. Hopefully other people can see that as well. I mean, I, I've heard you talk about just the preparation like you guys have never done before uh, on working for the songs. What what does that mean in this sense? Is that a lot of rewrites? It, it was a lot of rewrites. And, I mean, you make it sound like it's pretty rigid and formal structure that we way that we go about recording these songs and re- rewriting them but it's not but it's it's more about having the patience and having the um you know the courage just to sort of sit there and let it stew and and yeah it's definitely something that can't be rushed that, that you, you don't generally write a fantastic song in an afternoon and we we tend to come up with our ideas fairly quickly but as as you just mentioned yeah and, and i've said before that we got a lot of extra time on this record to come back to things and I think that that helped us we were we were touring quite hectically throughout that whole time and we were at our projects and come back to them with fresh eyes and that definitely helped them progress you know in a, in a more thoughtful manner than if we had have just sort of rushed through it and got down the first thing that came to our head yeah it was um I was talking with uh you know another band from or, you know the, the country with uh with Rolling Blackouts uh, a few days ago and, yeah. and I only bring them up because they were sort of talking about something similar that the touring especially caused this case of separation for them. Yeah. You know, just being so far while life goes on back at home. The two themes I think that you all have talked about is exploration and escapism. And I didn't know if those, if that was for similar reasons for you, where, where did those, why do those two themes uh, crop up so often in this? I think they were more so, they more came to be in the, the way that we wanted the full body of work to feel. We wanted it to feel like a, a bit of a, um, you know, I don't want to use this word because it's so cliche, but journey uh-huh. for the listener. 
we really wanted them to be transported to another place and and somewhere you know private somewhere away from prior where they could um really get into the music and so in that way we've kind of coupled it with that you know some space imagery some space metaphors in the lyrics and yeah i don't know it's kind of almost a bit of a dream world kind of thing and we like to um tie our our music to landscapes because we think that it complements the listening experience for sure now i i had the question here about imagery because because there is so much imagery within uh, within the record, within your songs, you don't even always have to name the place that you're in. You know, I, I kind of feel the area. That's that's what we. It, it, you want it to remain challenging, and you want it to be just a bespoke experience for each of the listener. You know, they can kind of choose their own adventure. You know, in, in Australia specifically, too. I mean, in a broad general sense. You know, as I, as we look at the news anyway, that hasn't been the easiest place to live in the past few years. Was that did yeah. that inform the record in in itself? Because you know what I'm talking about here is you know we've heard about climate, um, the you know what's happening mm-hmm. with climate change down there. I think I've heard more from your not as much as our government, but more from your government. I think than a lot of other places. It just seems like there's been a lot going on that hasn't been. I mean, it's not easy anywhere in the world, I should point out, but... Yeah, yeah, the, the um, I mean, there were, there were the bushfires, and then immediately after that, there was some really bad flooding. And I think, I mean, I can I can just speak for Australians uh, only, but I suppose we quite closely tied to our landscapes, and, and we live near the coast, and we live near the beach, and we've grown up amongst nature and, and enjoying the outdoors, so we have that inherent connection. And it sort of reminds me a bit about while we're on the rolling blackouts tangent. Those guys also write their last, the last record there was um, Sister's Jeans was one of my favourite songs off that. And it has such vivid imagery, but more so of a cityscape. And I mean, maybe it's just the Australians and, and we are connected to the land in that kind of way. And yeah, it's it's that's an important part of our life, I suppose. But it, the record kind of wasn't tied to that. It was more so just... Maybe it was just a bit of a subconscious kind of effort, I suppose. <laughs> there, there was something, and maybe it was a press release, uh, uh, specifically about, I think it said, drugs at festivals. And when you listen to the, the song Stained Glass, there, there is that line in there, that's why you shouldn't take drugs, if I've got that one right. What's that about? It's sort of an omission to do the right thing. I mean, of course you shouldn't take drugs. That's not, uh, I mean... We like to have a beer every now and again, and we like to party, probably smoke too many cigarettes. But, um, yeah, I don't know. You'll have to really, if you really want to deep dive into that, you'll have to ask Faden. But it's, <laughs> it's an omission to do the right thing, you know. And it's, um, that line that line definitely was not as, uh, written in response to that whole thing as well. It was kind of a bit of a coincidence. People have brought that up before, but yeah, happy accident or un- unhappy accident, who knows? Right, right. And, and that, I mean, that was the first song too, right? That was, as I read, that was, was the one that yeah, started it all. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was one of the first songs written as well. A, a lot of the rest of the record was, was not even conceived of at that time. Did it, did it say anything about the upcoming direction, that song? Is it one of those moments where that sort of t- uh, sets the template? It did at the time. It was that song was definitely one of the first ones written, and it did at the time. It was the style that we hadn't sort of uh, visited. I don't think in the in the record before that. But uh, all of the songs sort of influence how the rest of them kind of get written. They sort of get written in that chronological fashion, one after the other. We're probably not very good at working on too many things at once. <laughs> Well, I definitely want to ask about the latest single too, because Hot Chicken—that's a fun song. It's a very fun song, and and that one, yeah, as I read, it was, it was fun start, for us. 
Yeah, it, I hear it's even started off as a bit of a joke. Yeah, it did. We actually was uh, it was a comedian did a bit of a weird song that we saw on television. It was Eric Andre. He's an American, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was just this weird song on the internet, and we really liked the, the sound of it. And we would just muck around and play it while we're rehearsing and in the middle of stuff. And we sort of just kept the whole vibe and sound of it, but then complemented it with some some lyrics. Yeah, it was really fun for us to write because it was kind of a different style than we'd done before, and it was def- definitely one of the most upbeat songs on the record, for sure. I, I'd also ask, you know, especially as the guitarist, maybe there are stories, maybe there's not, but bookending the record with the instrumentals, these are such great little songs in themselves, and, and talk about setting the mood. Can you talk a little bit about those two tracks? Because I feel like, you know, without lyrics, a lot of those types of songs do tend to be looked over, uh, especially in interviews, at least. <laughs> they need some explaining. They were true bookends in the fact that they were they were inserted there at the very last moment. They were written in, in the studio when we were up there and they were written after all the other material was, was pretty much decided on. Uh, and we'd never done anything like that before. We'd never had an intro or outro to a record, let alone come up with them, you know, in the final week of the studio that we had booked. And we really liked them and it was a chance for us to really solidify the themes of the record that we wanted to get across. And it was a way for us to complete the story and make it make it sound cohesive and and tie it all together. So we had so much fun. We were jamming them late into the night during that last week in the studio. And then once we got an idea down, we just frantically tracked both the ideas. And yeah, it, it just went really quick. But it, they were probably two of the most enjoyable songs to write. I love listening to them. You've mentioned several times in the interview, you know, there are a lot of styles uh, they go throughout this record, and and as you say, you yeah. know, e- even styles that you hadn't tried before. Is that part of a conscious conversation to say that oh, we should try to do this, you know, this sound this time around? Yeah, well, we we always want to make sure we're not writing multiples of the same song, pretty much. So maybe less so trying to write in all the different styles, more so just trying to keep it fresh and keeping each song, you know, unique so that it, it can stand alone when it needs to. But but that being said, we've sort of progressed our sound as well and sonically um, we've grown and sonically our style and we still like to keep it all, you know, that classic rock sound, really natural. But um, yeah, we decided to go down a bit of a Western, Western sort of guitar sounding, sort of building on a surf rock vibe and... Again, the reason for doing that was probably just to complement the the imagery, you know, on the record and, and the imagery that's associated with the the, the record. Yeah, space cowboys. <laughs> space cowboys. Yeah, surfing space cowboys. Surfing space cowboys. That's it. That's it. That's not a completely you know unheard of little genre. Although I wouldn't call it you know uh, widely popular. But I started thinking about um, Marty Stewart and his fabulous superlatives they they sort of do a lot you know we have my morning jacket here in louisville and they kind of touch on that a little bit but uh but there yeah. was pictures carlos santana playing alongside the beach boys yeah you know? yeah i kind of odd. <laughs> <laughs> i like that well you all certainly do it well uh, i will say that uh, thank you I really enjoy what I'm hearing on here. Uh, Mitch, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it today. I've really enjoyed Lonely Diamond. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll uh, we'll be able to catch it on the road at some point. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Kyle. And thank, thank you, everyone in, in Louisville, Kentucky. We'll, uh, yeah, eventually when all this is over, we'll be there to uh, play the record and, uh, and all, the, all the old favorites as well. We can't wait. All right. Sounds great, man. Take care out there.
Thanks, mate. Cheers. Bye. Bye. My thanks to Mitch. The brand new Ocean Alley record is called Lonely Diamond. Thank you to Mitch for the conversation. Thanks to you for checking out the interview. Again, before you get out of here, if you're not already a subscriber, uh, I do hope you hit that. We'll give you a new interview every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday so you can keep up with your favorite artists and discover new ones, know what's happening in the music world. Find us at any of the major podcast hotspots like iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you like to get your podcast from. Just type in Kyle Meredith with, hit subscribe. After that, head to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres and music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews, wfpk.org. Consequence of Sound, they've got your music and film news. You can also find me on the social medias at Kyle Meredith. Follow and like in the appropriate places, please. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.